The Twilight Zone, 1959, Long Live Walter Jameson. There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It's a dimension as vast as space, as timeless as infinity. It's a middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition. It lies between the pit of man's fears and summit of his knowledge. It's the dimensions of imagination. It's an area which we call the Twilight Zone. Looking at that one, scene one of a nightmare, one not restricted witching hours and dark, rain swept nights, Professor Wayle to Jameson, pop beyond words, who talks the past, the world, the present, conjures up the dead as if they were alive. Union soldiers burned the lantern. I assure you, they took no pleasure in their work. They were forced by a man they hated, while they would ever hate the rebels. An ugly, sulky, unbelievably brutal man named William. Tetsman Sherman, to give you a more cramped idea of this great hero, let me read you three extracts in the diary Major Skeleton. The diary date is Tuesday, September 11th, 1864. City was ours. There was no need to destroy it. I guess save that would be used to fight against us. The Sherman was drunk with victory. He himself started awful fires. Fires that destroyed the great citadel of grace and beauty. In view of this man, Professor Samuel Ketrich, William Jameson was access to knowledge, couldn't come a volume of history, or rather a book on black magic, which is to say that this nightmare begins at noon. Very vivid, Walter. You had me at the edge of my seat. Thank you, Sam. Beg to see why the a big a begging to see why these lectures of yours are so popular. Is that why you sat in a well potentially? Well, tell me something. Who is this major skeleton? Oh just a lawyer wrapped in a mist a mist. And what regiment? Hundred and twenty third infantry. I must say the story of these fast of these is a fascinating document. May I see it? Oh, I don't suppose I could borrow it. I never lend books to absent-minded professors. Remember last time? Yes. You're right. Anything wrong, Sam? No. Could you come f- for dinner tonight? Presentation, yours or Susan's? Mine this time. Say seven, all right. Good. Craig, it's chirping. Really, darling. Must you always be on time? Always. Please remember you're a PhD. Not yet, I'm not. I'm not. It's a little matter of examination. Remember the technicality. Anyway, you've got to be a housewife. A devil she is. I am giving you a daughter. A daughter's hand, not my a brain. She's got a, she's got to get a PhD. Yeah, if you have to spank her, I know. Don't tell me you're, you're the cook again tonight. Indeed. And why not? Well, I think it's time that I tried Susan's cooking. Don't worry, you will. I'm sure. Well. Shall we sit down, my lady? I shall take you. I take it back, Sam. You never be the cook you are. Chuckles. What do you think you're doing, young lady? You do the dishes later. I'm not the dishes. It's not dishes I'm talking about. It's the books and study upstairs. Besides, what were? I have enough something to discuss. You're not going to treat me this way, are you? Worse. Who knows? You may have to support us. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, Sam. Susanna is almost thirty years old. I am almost seventy. Uh-huh. 
My move, is it? Yes. What's that for? Look at them. It's surely, isn't it? They look very much alike. Twelve years ago, they had two hands. Time watches on. There's some of us, Walter. Tell me something, will you? Of course. How old are you? Forty-four. I seem to recall that you, when you applied position university staff, you listed your age as thirty-nine. Now let me see. Nineteen forty-seven. Which would make you fifty-one. Come on, Sam. All right, I'm fifty-one. Twelve is Anna. Is that right? In sense. Born in nineteen fifty-seven. I was fifty-eight. I lost my hair. All my teeth and hardly and hardly wrinkle. I had most of my hair, all my teeth, and hardly wrinkle. Look at me now, twelve short years, turned an old man. Well, you haven't aged at all. Happens that way, that way sometimes. I know, but why? Don't ask me, Sam. You're a chemist. I teach history. Yes, you taught it very well. You know what the students say. They say it's almost as though you lived through that period. You just discussing, trying to make it interesting, forget it, fake it you mean, you call it, you could call it that, yes that's what I thought, but somehow that didn't seem, doesn't, didn't seem like you, you're such a precise sort, what have you got there, a book of photographs taken by a fellow named Matthew Brady, died during the time of the war, well what, did it have, what is it, it looks as though you've seen a ghost, may you have water, was your great grand was your grandfather in the Civil War by any chance? No. They say we have something of a mystery here. How so? You may be curious about this major mystery today. Thought it'd be interesting to see what it looks like. So I went through many pictures, not expecting to find anything. These are three Sherman staff officers. I see this table inside this uh, major skeleton. Picture was taken almost a hundred years ago. They sh- should have kept that ring, you know. Dead giveaway. Will you, what are you getting at, Sam? Oh, come, Walter. You know exactly what I'm getting at. Oh, sir, joking. Just because I happen to look like someone in that photograph. You happen to be wearing the same ring, having had the same mole on the left side of your cheek face. Walter, you and I have been very close for twelve years. Tell me the truth. You are that man in the photograph. Aren't you, yes? Size expected long time. Does it? Does it seem fantastic? Is it that? Mm, yes. How old are you? Would You won't believe me. I can believe anything now. All right. Let's say well, I'm old enough to have known this gentleman personally. Played him. It was over two thousand years ago. I knew that you wouldn't believe me. No, no, isn't that two thousand years? Now, Walter Hale. Every name. This is what man kind of been dreaming of. That Sam. Tell me the secret. But I'll tell you secret, Sam, because I don't know it yourself. I always like you, Sam, afraid of death. And when I thought of you, all the things that were to know, when I thought of all the things that there were to know, miserable few years that a man had to know, it seemed senseless. And I, every night I dreamed as he dreamed of mortality. Only if a man lived forever, thought, could there be any point living at all? I talked to priests and philosophers, and they met alchemists. Paul told him in these things. He said he could grant my wish. Well, only of course I could. It would cost a great deal of money. I desperately paid him his money, submitted to his experiments. I remember very little about it. I lay in a coma for many weeks. I went, I had been, when I arrived alone, I had missed for dis, 
let me go on. If very, very little more to tell. I thought of course that experiment failed because I didn't feel any differently. But then I saw my wife, my children aging, my friend dying, and something I hadn't considered, you see. But surely there, there's some answer to that problem. There is. Talk about it. I tell you, there's somehow I can stop you from aging. Where do you want to stop at, Ferdy? You want to watch some, everyone around you grow old, 70? You want to live forever, the way you are now? Old, sick, it's better than dying. No, you're wrong, Sam, it was wrong. Your death that gives you this world point. We love a rose because we know it'll soon be gone. Whoever loved a stone, I'm not a rose, I'm not a stone. A man, very old, very frightened. Or what, death? Yes, a death. You fool, Sam. I want to die. Then why don't you? Don't you? Because I'm a coward. You, I'm a, I haven't changed. It's the same man I was. I was a coward then, I'm a coward now. I'm tired of living. Then my own death, I have for Rover, Sam. Rover, Sam. Every night I take it out. I pray for the courage to pull the trigger out. I can't. You mean to say you've survived over two, five years accident of being wounded? So I'd be all lucky that way. You go through life without ever breaking a bone, but seeing the inside of a hospital, I've been close to death many times, never close enough. Thank you. But what? I thought if a man ever lived forever, he would grow wiser. That isn't true, is it? Just go on living. That's all. It must be lonely. Suppose you've been at my age several times, yes. How long have each woman walked? Ten years, fifty years, I see. Sam, I tried to resign six months ago. Took me out of it. You remember that, what, that, what, this? I knew Sam was falling in love with me. I knew what, what would happen. Happened before. A few years of happiness. And then I tried to warn her. I did everything in my power to discourage her. Except to the truth. How could I do that? She had been through a fault. Thought I was mad. Then I, why didn't you leave? Because it was, then it was too late. I loved her. I needed her. Everything is this. Everything is against it. Of all my reason and experience, all it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter. Does to me, Walter. I can't let you marry my daughter, Susanna. And why not? Well, come on. Your father seems to think I'm too old for you, darling. As I say, it's things I've ever heard of good. You're burying me tonight. I think you meant it. I do. You've got upstairs. Pack your things. Pick up in five, fifteen minutes and let go. Tell her. You won't believe you. Nobody would. You won't, you won't believe it yourself by tomorrow morning. Woman, hello, Tommy. How are you? Who are you? Don't you recognize me? Tom, my, look hard. Look at my age. It's cold. The most beautiful you ever seen once. Long time ago. I'm afraid you're making a mistake. Hello, Tommy. My name is Jameson. Professor Walter Jameson. Don't pretend. I know who you are. Who am I? You're Tom Bummin, my husband. Your husband? My dear woman. Perhaps if you tell me who you're looking for, I'll stop it. I saw the picture in the newspaper announcing of your engagement. I had to come to see it was true. It is. I can't explain it. I only know it's happened. I've grown old and you haven't. Now you're, you're going to marry someone else and leave her the way you left me. Lorette, Lorette, Lorette. Didn't know you married her. No, I can't let you marry her, Tommy. She's mine. Yells Lorette. Tom, he's wrong. You can't go on hurting Peter Gunshot. What is it? What's happened, Walter? Hello, Sam. I heard it. I heard it. Uh, are you alright? Weakly. Don't know. Doesn't matter. You will work away. You'll be rid of me. What do you mean, Grunts? I mean, I come to my senses at last. Doesn't let. Oh, no. Stay away. 
you're hurt. I thought Doctor No. Pain is hyphening. And then I leave. At last, what is it? What's happened? Oh my God. New voice. Nothing for the last forever. Thank God. Groans. Quick shudder breathing. Pained. Wheezing. Dead. More to go home, Susanna. Their sounds shot. Water's hurt. Please, Susanna, go home, tussling. Water, where is he? He's gone. Where? I don't know, my dear. He's closed, dead. That's, that's, what is this? Look at, floor, floor, dust, any dust. Look, last stop in the journey is yet another human being. Returns the vast nothingness, the beginning and the dust. There's always the end. But, Till next week, I'll see you why. Hope you'll be with us. Thank you and good night. Be sure to see us this soon on my YouTube channel.